Welcome to 5 Minutes of Courage with Maggie Arndt. This podcast focuses on God's Word, the Bible, and how much God loves you. Our goal is to show you throughout Scripture how loved and valued you are by the God of the universe. 5 Minutes is all you need to be filled with hope, joy, purpose, and yes, courage. Now here's your host, Maggie Arndt. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to 5 Minutes of Courage with me, Maggie. Today, we find ourselves in the fourth chapter of James. We are nearly done with James. And as always, James just packs a punch. You have to love that he does not mince words. Right here in chapter four, starting with the first verse, James James talks to us about drawing close to God. But what he starts with is how we do the opposite of that, how we push God away. And that would be with the worldly desires of our hearts, with the quarrels, with the fights. In fact, just yesterday, I was on the phone with my brother. And as much as I love social media, and I really do kind of love social media, I have found myself starting to retreat. I'm so tired of all the fighting and all the quarreling and the not getting along and the treating each other like the other opinion is is vile and evil. And um, I just, it, it hurts my heart. And I feel like it maybe hurt James's heart. Sorry, I had an itch. Okay. Verse one, James starts right off with, what is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. Now, he doesn't actually mean kill. We're not talking about the Crusades, although that would that would certainly be a war and that would be insisting that we are right. But what he's doing here is talking about coveting, which is I know is kind of an old-fashioned Bible-y kind of word, but coveting means you want something you don't have that someone else has. And then he talks about anger and animosity. And in some versions, he uses the word murder. So that anger and the animosity lead to hatred and murder. Now in the NLT, he says to kill others. What James is doing here is he's reflecting back on the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter five, when Jesus also used the word murder to express more than actually killing. What he was talking about was the inward condition of the heart shown outwardly by anger. So for example, you have something that I don't have, but instead of just admiring it, like we talked about last week with my mother-in-law's sweet friend who was able to just admire something and not feel jealousy. Instead, if it made my heart angry, Jesus is making a comparison to my behavior as murder, which really, those are pretty strong words. Is that really how Jesus feels about this? And if so, that's something that needs to stop us in our tracks and really make us think about our jealousy, our coveting, our anger towards other people. And yet, as Jesus has taught us, we are chosen people of God. We are adopted into God's family. And if we don't have, it's maybe because we haven't asked. So James shifts a little bit and he begins to talk about the importance of prayer. He says, yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask for it. That's verse two, verse three. And even when you ask, You don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You only want what will give you pleasure. 
So what James is talking about here is selfish prayer. That James doesn't use those words, but it's the problem that he's addressing. And and when they when we ask in a selfish prayer, our motives are all wrong. Our our purpose of prayer is not to persuade a reluctant God to do our bidding. He is not our servant. The purpose of prayer is to align our will with his and in partnership with him to ask him to accomplish his will on this earth. If you're familiar with the Lord's Prayer, I'm assuming most, if not all of you are, it comes out of Matthew, Matthew chapter six. We're asking for God's will to be done here on earth as it is in heaven. We are aligning our wants, our wishes, our desires with our heavenly father. And so when we pray in that we're asking God to be our servant, to gratify our, our worldly desires, and, and we want God to just act more like a genie in a bottle, it is, it is, it is actually a sinful behavior. We're not praying in the way that we are supposed to pray. Now, I don't want to say that to make you afraid to pray, but I want you, what I would like you to do is to self-reflect. If it's always, you know, uh, please bless me with this and please help me with that. And please bless this person. And even if you're praying for other people, you're not always asking for God's will. And I just mean the general you. I'm not pointing out anyone in particular. I also have, of course, been guilty of this. Verse 4, James comes out with another kind of old-fashioned bible word, you adulterers, and in most translations, adulteresses. And what he's using here is Old Testament vocabulary. He is referring back to the books of Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Hosea, when many of the Old Testament people, characters, were attracted to some form of idolatry, to idols. And we know how God feels about idols. But as James sees it here, the people of the Old Testament, their covetousness was idolatry. And the people he's talking to here, their idol is friendship with the world. So when he says, you adulterers, don't you realize friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I will say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, make yourself an enemy of God. Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say God is passionate that the spirit has placed within us should be faithful to him. And he gives gracious grace, excuse me, generously as the scriptures say, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Now God created the world. The earth is God's creation. However, when we are only looking for things that are temporary, that are not going to last, things that are only of this world, we grieve God. If we make ourselves a friend of the earth, we make ourselves an enemy of God. And I think it's interesting that conversely, if we try to make ourselves a friend of God, often it pushes away the world. There's a phrase that's kind of kicked around in my head lately that that goes, I didn't make this up, the spirit in me aggravates the demon in you. And it doesn't mean that I'm holy and you're demonic. That's not what this means. It just means that the things of the world and the things of eternity aren't the same. And depending on where your focus is and what you're chasing, 
you're not necessarily looking at eternity. You're only looking at the here and now. That was a lot. I know that, but James just has so much to pour into us that I don't want to miss one little tiny tidbit of it. Make sure you plug in, tune in, log in tomorrow, same time, same space, and we will talk about how we can humble ourselves to God so that we can draw further away from the things of the world and to draw closer to God. Be well. Thanks so much for listening today. Please subscribe to this podcast. I'd hate for you to miss out on even one minute of courage. Then share it with all your friends. If you'd like more information or would like to contact me directly, go to 5minutesofcourage.com. That's the number five and you can connect with me there.